Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, April 27th. I'm Wayne Pratt. It has been a milestone weekend for the St. Louis region's battle against COVID-19. The head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force says people with coronavirus are now only infecting one other person. That rate was around two when stay-at-home orders were issued in mid-March. The reduction could be a clear sign that the virus is cresting in the region. The head of the task force, Dr. Alex Garza, stressed over the weekend that cresting is probably a better term than peaking when it comes to coronavirus. Missouri lawmakers return to the state capitol today amid the outbreak. Their main work will be on a new state budget. Even though revenue has been hammered by the pandemic, the state spending plan needs to be put together by a May 8th constitutional deadline. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says there have not been any discussions with his Missouri counterpart on a coordinated strategy to restarting both economies. But he says officials from both sides of the river have been, quote, coordinated across boundaries. Pritzker has taken a stricter stance on coping with the virus than Missouri Governor Mike Parson. Arts organizations in the region continue to adjust during the outbreak. One of the most recent is the Muni in Forest Park. It is planning a shortened season, starting about a month later than originally scheduled. It is also preparing for five productions this year instead of the traditional seven. Here are the numbers. Missouri is reporting nearly 7,000 positive COVID-19 results out of almost 71,000 tests. There have been nearly 275 deaths. In Illinois, state health officials report almost 44,000 positive results out of nearly 215,000 tests, more than 1,900 people have died. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson dives into some COVID-19 data with an expert from St. Louis University's Institute for Healing, Justice, and Equity. As we mentioned, the spread of coronavirus infections in the St. Louis area has hit a milestone. That infection rate is less than one. That means each person with the virus is infecting fewer than one other person on average. The rate was about two when social distancing measures went into effect March 13th. The head of the Regional Pandemic Task Force, Dr. Alex Garza, says it's a sign of huge progress. That reduction gives us confidence that spread is decreasing in the community. And that further gives us confidence that we can gradually and safely bring more of our economy back online. Dr. Garza also says it's too early to know if cases have crested, as was previously forecast for this past weekend. Missouri lawmakers head back to Jefferson City today. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports their main goal is to pass the state budget by May 8th, even though revenues have taken a huge hit during the outbreak. House Speaker Elijah Haar says states still need guidance on how federal stimulus dollars can be used, which means even if a budget is passed in time, lawmakers may still need to come back later to work out the details. We think it's possible and maybe even probable that we'll have to come back after May 8th for special session to to tweak and supplement how that budget money is allocated. While the state constitution lays out a deadline, there's no clear repercussions if it's missed. Haar says the governor would simply call a 
special session, which is likely to happen anyway. Hart says the National Guard will be taking temperatures of those entering the building during session. He's recommending people wear masks and that lawmakers and staff stay in their offices when possible. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri University of Science and Technology is planning to have in-person classes on campus this fall. All learning moved online more than a month ago because of coronavirus. Dr. Dennis Goodman is the medical director at the university. He says there is information suggesting the state and region reached their peak more than a week ago. It's coming to attrition now, and we should see a uh, early repopulation of campus that's been well thought out, well organized, observing to social distancing, uh, starting to occur pretty quickly. Goodman says labs could be open in a few weeks for professors and graduate assistants to resume research projects. Arts organizations in the region continue to adapt to the outbreak. One of the most recent is the Muni. It is planning a shortened schedule this summer if St. Louis officials say it's safe to produce shows at the outdoor venue in Forest Park. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The theater's amended calendar would include five of the seven shows originally scheduled. The musical Chicago would still kick off the season, but about a month later than planned, on July 20th. Managing Director Kofi Coleman says he's waiting for Mayor Lida Krusen to lift the ongoing stay-at-home order and prohibition on public gatherings of more than 10 people. Both went into effect last month. He's also looking at intangible factors, like the mood of the public. There are those things that you can't really put a number on, which is the individual or the community's sensitivity to what what is being deemed okay at that point. Do they still want to go out? If it's not clear by June 8th that a July launch will be safe, the Muni will postpone the full season to next year. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Information about COVID-19 cases in the region shows black St. Louisans are fighting long-standing health care disparities that also exist in other cities. St. Louis University's Institute for Healing Justice and Equity co-founder Rakaya Yearby explores the issue in a conversation with St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson. Yearby starts by discussing what the data reveals. This gives another example of how racial inequality and equity in the city impacts health. So for me, what this does is to show the city once again is that we need to implement the solutions and actually move forward to trying to achieve racial equity by helping people get out of poverty, helping people get access to health care, and then helping people be in environments that are better for their health. And when you take a look at the demographic cases by race, you can't help but notice the stark difference between blacks and whites. What does this data say about the city and its healthcare system? Well, I think what it says is that one of the, you see the most cases being in women of color, particularly black women. And so when you look at um, some of the prior reports, you notice that this is not anything new, that black women, women of color um, do not have equal access to healthcare and often die more from maternal mortality. Um, diabetes, heart disease. And so when you look at a city um, and its population not being supported in terms of access to health care, but also in terms of jobs that provide access to health care and allow time for you to access that health care, because that's one thing to say, oh, well, we gave you health insurance. 
it's another thing to actually be able to use it. Um, so I think it says a lot about the history uh, and the demographics of St. Louis, and then you can make it even specific to some of the essential workers who are working under COVID, trying to help others and treat others, but they are not being supported. And from the data, we also know that um, there are inequities here in St. Louis among all racial groups. So why should these health disparities matter also to the community? To me, just looking at it from a perspective of, oh, it's just that one population, I think that it often signals uh, when one population has a problem, the overall problem within the city, right? And that includes access to health care, uh, which many uh, state Louisans uh, do not have access to. It includes the issue of poverty and unemployment, which is quite high in St. Louis across the board, no matter race uh, or uh, sex or age. Um, this is an example you see here in St. Louis. It's an example you see in Chicago. It's an example you see in Detroit, that when you don't uh, put the money that you need into for social services, in terms of housing, employment, health care, um, that your overall population will suffer. What do you think um, the outcome of this will be? So my hope is that with this virus, that it will force us to actually do take some steps and do something. I think uh, what's important, too, is that we have some money available to do things and that it should go to the places hardest hit not to the places that have the most power or the most people with the most power. That was SLU's Institute for Healing Justice and Equity co-founder, Rakaya Yearby, speaking on Zoom with St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson. Our Holly Edgel edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.